Hi everyone, it's Aisa here, and on this speaking snack, I've got company. Today, I'll be speaking to two amazing podcasters, Roshan from the Rumah Roy podcast and Haris from the Comedy podcast, and they will be sharing some great communication and speaking tips for you to better socialize with people, maintain their attention, and maybe shake off that fear of speaking. While our speaking snacks are usually short, bite-sized, digestible tips and tricks, today's episode will be slightly longer, but let me tell you, it's totally worth it. Seek to speak. So let's start with Roshan, who runs a conversational podcast where he chats with friends and strangers for up to two hours on any given episode. But guess what? He's an introvert. So I ask how an introvert like him deals with social situations and how to overcome awkward pauses and keep the conversation going. Yeah, I think everyone is a little bit different. It really depends on who you are, your upbringing, your personality traits. So it can greatly vary. All I can speak for is myself. My default setting is being at home by myself, being completely alone. That's my default setting. But I'm also fascinated by people. I'm fascinated with stories and individuals. And so I guess I sort of just have tailored um, that to the way I socialize. So I don't necessarily enjoy going for huge parties where there's 30, 40 people or even 10 people for that matter. I'd rather go out with just two, three people and have uh, meaningful conversations. Mm. Um, sometimes I identify just one person that I want to talk to and um, that's the person that I will actively look out for. In fact, sometimes I give myself little goals to achieve, if that makes sense. Like I tell myself, like I want to find out something interesting about that person. Yeah. So when I go out, I actively uh, look out for that one person and talk to that person and try and find out this thing about this person that I otherwise didn't know. I know one friend in particular, he goes for a wedding, for example. He'll make sure he talks to each person on a one-to-one basis, you know, because that's what he feel he feels comfortable with doing. And um, then after that, go back home, just chill, retreat. Done. How about when you're in a conversation? Mm. So I would imagine that while some of your guests may be amazing like me. <laughs> just kidding. Some of them may be like Don't say just kidding. Hard. You claim that. You claim I that. I should own it, right? You own it. But what do you do when there's an awkward silence? So how do you carry on the conversation? Because that's a difficulty that a lot of people have. They really fear anxious, awkward moments. Honestly, leading by example, because, you know, we read social cues all the time. And if you're comfortable, it will spill over to the other person. This is my biggest tip or trick that I have in my books. If I'm talking to someone who doesn't want to talk or who feels really uncomfortable or who is uh, self-conscious about who they are and the things they're saying, I always bring it back to myself Mm. because then I take the light away from that person. I put it on me and that person can feel comfortable commenting on myself on my life experiences so when I say I went through this then the person can express he or his or her views without it being on them you know because now it's on me that's a good idea yeah so I've always found that to be really helpful so if you listen to some of my podcasts and if I'm um, talking a lot <laughs> not talking a lot but sometimes you can feel that the conversation is a bit more one-sided and yeah Roshan sounds like he's dominating the conversation like he's talking 80% that could be because that it looks from on my end when I'm talking I realize that this person is a bit uncomfortable so let me do extra mm. and there are some people who they are really comfortable and then you just need to keep quiet 
and just let that person do their thing. Next, we have Haris from the Comedy Podcast, a fun-filled, hilarious show that's jam-packed with funny anecdotes, blunt jokes, and also insightful observations. Here, I ask him about how he gets people's attention, especially as a comedian. And also, I ask him about how he keeps doing what he does without fearing judgment because his podcast is pretty it's pretty out there and you won't know what i mean until you listen to it so our first question for you is what's the best way to capture and maintain people's attention when you speak okay if i'm gonna answer this question i need to be very honest is that okay aisa yeah man. and uh, i would like to recommend that you put this uh, when you upload this episode put it as explicit <laughs> Is that okay. okay? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. In my opinion, the best way to capture people's attention is to have a hook, like what I just did there. A hook in the beginning, a reason to finish listening to the end, or at least to the end of the bit of whatever you're trying to say. So the moment you say something like, I need to be really honest, people kind of pause and be like, oh, where's this going? When I say, uh, I recommend you put this on explicit, people are going to be like, oh boy, this should, this should be good, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> idea a hook it doesn't have to relate to uh, horniness per se but it has to be something people care about something people gravitate towards um you don't you don't give the the punchline at the start you the couple doesn't get together in the beginning without uh facing problems so yeah. you, you, you take them through a journey. Like what makes a hook a hook? You know what I'm saying? Like why is explicit and I'm going to be honest a hook to you? Because it's something people don't necessarily have easy access to in their day-to-day polite lives. So it's like anticipation. Are you like creating suspense? It's creating suspense plus giving people something that they want that it's not easily accessible throughout their their day for anyone who has ever listened to your podcast the warning is legit <laughs> <laughs> you speak extremely candidly and crudely how do you do that without fear of judgment especially in malaysia where you know society is quite conservative so first of all i do care i care a lot about how i'm perceived because i don't want to be the subject of any attack but how i speak freely is being confident in what I say and being confident in taking things back when I know I'm wrong. So when I say something, I say it with full confidence that what I'm saying is fine or what I'm saying is right. Like I'm not breaking any laws or I'm presenting a cogent point of view. So I'm always starting from that place. And if there's doubt in whatever thesis I'm presenting, I always say that, okay, there's some, there's some wiggle room here where I'm not sure about. When I'm not sure, I always say I'm not sure. And I've, I constantly stop myself if I discover that I'm wrong. At any time, I am, as long as you know that you can say, I was wrong, I was wrong, guys, then you can be free to basically state your points confidently because you know that everything you say is not the end-all, be-all. And maybe it might be taken uh, out of context, but that's just the reality of speaking out. You need to fight that battle. Oh, that's a good perspective that the worst case scenario is just you apologizing and saying that you take it back, which is not so bad. Usually people have that fear of judgment that they'll be isolated from the society if they do something embarrassing or say something embarrassing. But honestly, 
No mm. one cares for that long. Speaking about judgment, here is me asking how Roshan feels about sharing a lot of himself online, especially with his special technique of putting the spotlight on him in order to make people feel more comfortable. I, I think for for me, this is just my personality type. I'm al- I've always been someone who would wear his um, heart on his sleeve. Like, that's just been my personality. Like, if I'm talking, someone strikes up a conversation with me on the train, I would probably tell that person my life story. You know, that's just the way I'm sort of set up. I think when it comes to controversial issues, I feel like, I feel that I'm sincere and I think my motives are authentic and genuine. And so, I hope that people can recognize that. I, I believe like, that people will recognize mm-hmm. that. People can sort of intuitively know when you're bona fide in the way that you're commenting or talking. And I think it comes off that this is not something that I, I'm espousing to get like clout or to put my name in the Twitter sphere. No, it, these are things that I genuinely believe and have believed for a long time and open to discuss. The reason why I enjoy conversations is because it feels like a sort of a grinding process where we are sort of uh, filtering through the 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 edgy stuff, the rough stuff, and we're sort of refining it to the kernel of truth. So I do believe that conversations are a process of refining. Mm. And so I, I, I do believe there's something at the end of the conversation that we are looking for. Speaking on the truth, here is Harris talking about his secret to being funny. Spoiler alert, it's also related to the truth, but not in a way that you think. My top tip for being funny is presenting the truth. When you boil down the truth of existence, things are hilarious. They really are. That okay. is refreshing. I've never heard of that. No, forget forget timing. Forget punchlines. Forget premises. Forget all of that. Forget ridiculousness. Um, those are useful tips and tricks for sure. But always start from a place of truth. Comedy is truth in my opinion. Silly things. It's like, I love making fun of the fact that over here, and this is me speaking crudely. I can be considered sexy, but in the UK, I'm just a short midget. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's it's stuff like that. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I, I uh, truth hurts, but... I'm pe- sure that's not the truth <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> Have mean, you verified that with uh, some, a sample size? <laughs> Fun fact, yeah. Here's another truth. In the UK, uh, I was on Tinder in the UK and for some reason, and, and this is not a bad thing. It's just an observation. Only black women swiped right on me, which I was happy about, ecstatic. But that, that's just something that happened to me. I'm like, wow, I think these women think I'm black. And to be mistaken as a black person is like really interesting experience for me and i always have this worry because the stereotype goes that um black men are well endowed right that if i ever hooked up <laughs> if i ever hooked up with these black women i'm like man I, I i'm deathly afraid of that like what if they don't even uh what if i can't uh <laughs> <laughs> what if i can't Feel the capacity that they desire. Yes. Yeah. That's when you say, actually, I'm Southeast Asian. Yeah. After the fact. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. So, yeah. So, funny truth in comedy. Uh, everyone's life is unique. And everyone's life has pain points. Uh, something that they suffer through. And I think putting the spotlight on that creates good comedy. (laughs) 
Um, and Harris is absolutely right. I would have never expected that that question would end up with us talking about his capacity to feel black women in the UK. But I guess that's the turn that comedy takes. So to end this super special Speaking Snack episode, which I'm sure you all enjoyed if you have listened this far, here is Roshan and Harris' advice for anyone who fear starting something new or fears being at an event or even fear starting your own podcast. I'll say start small. Like if you're interested in a girl and you want to you know, be in a relationship with her, become friends with her first. Lah. <laughs> Don't just go like confess like with a bouquet of flowers and or a radio on your head with the song that she likes. You know? <laughs> Don't do something crazy like that. But just go have talk to her and see whether you're compatible. For all you know, you might not even like her once you start talking to her, right? Become friends. Uh, if you're interested in a podcast, why don't you try, legit try, um, talk to someone, a stranger, like not a random stranger out of the train, but like maybe there's someone in your class that you don't really know very well, right? Go and sit down with that person uh, before your class starts. Strike up a conversation. Can you hold a conversation for half an hour? If you can, then okay, great. Then take steps to start that. Lah. But start small. Lah. Start small. Yeah, mm. that's true. And don't be begrudge yourself for starting small. Yeah. Before you know it, you have a full-on podcast. <laughs> like us, it's almost a year, right? It's almost a year. But even for us also, like, we are also recognizing that what we're doing is also small. And we're just, it's always like looking for what's the next step. You know, so now we are at a stage where we are preparing for the next step. You know, and you might be at a stage where you're preparing to reach our step. Like, you're preparing to start a podcast. Now, we are the step to like, how do we spread our podcast? Mm. And different, different steps lah. And once you spread your podcast and become super famous, maybe then the next step is maintaining it. Mm. There's always steps forward lah. Mm. And it's always a small step and it begins with a step. One single step. Just take the step. Don't be afraid. Friend, listen to me. Don't take, eh, don't, not don't take. Take the step. Take the step. In contrast, this is Harris's great advice. And nope, before you ask, they did not know each other's answers. So it's just really ironic and almost serendipitous that one answer ended in this way and another started in a similar fashion. Don't try and be very afraid. So I need to explain the first part. Don't Try is a quote by this famous poet called Charles Bukowski, who only became famous late in his life. That phrase, Don't Try, is engraved on his gravestone. And the reason reason he did that, uh, my interpretation and um, a big interpretation of why he did that, was to tell artists of all art forms, don't bother unless you feel like you would die if you couldn't do it. So podcasting is an art form like anything else. I don't try. I just feel terrible at the end of the day if I do not podcast. So if you want to start podcasting, I recommend doing it as an experiment to see if this is your art form or not. So put aside all your fear. Just take the jump because the jump is just the experiment. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Do it for three, four months and then reflect. If I don't do this, will I feel terrible? If I don't do this, will I feel like uh, something, like a, a part of my soul is missing? Mm. So that is how you create great art, in my opinion. Is that, is that how you feel? <laughs> he- yes. Yes. This is, this is something that's a part of me now. Like I've, this mic in front that you see in the camera, it just feels like a part of my body almost. Like... 
I can't separate myself from it. I podcasting is who I am right now, and um, if I don't do a good job, it is the worst part of my day. And I have pulled back episodes before because it's just not my standard, that kind of thing. And uh, on average, I have to start at least three, four times, restart, because I'm just not happy. I, I I might be twenty minutes in and I'm like, nope, not good. I gotta start again. So yeah, it's that kind of passion that works for you in the long run. Did you know that podcasting was going to be your passion until you started? I didn't. So the way I run my life is I don't know anything. Let me try everything and see what sticks. I'm a very experimental kind of person. My background is in law and I left that career so quickly because that's just my personality. I just like, no, not for me. I don't want to, I don't, I, I didn't want that life. It's great for many people. It's just not for me. And I just tried so many weird things. Selling palm oil. I run a college. It's a full-time job. Uh, I, I tried to acquire a bunch of restaurants. Uh, all sorts of things, you know. All sorts of things. I did a BM podcast, for God's sakes. <laughs> as, a guy, <laughs> as a guy whose BM is horrendous. That They appreciated the effort, though. That was, that was fun for me. Yeah. But I tried so many different things until I found something I couldn't imagine not doing. And on that positive note, I hope all of you out there start experimenting. Take Harris's advice and hopefully you'll find something that you feel so strongly about that you can't help but do something about it. But until then, stay safe, take care and bye.